Welcome to the Oceans Church Podcast. We pray that as you join us for this message, you are blessed, encouraged and empowered to bring the kingdom of heaven into your spheres of life. So what we want to talk about tonight is how to be free. How to get free from the fear of man. Number one is simply to recognise it. I think we can all recognise it. But there's a few things that we just want to recognise about what the fear of man is. So number one, what you need to recognise is that number one, fear is a spirit. Fear is a spirit. It's not you. It actually is not you. You can be convinced it's you, but it's not. It can be like this scenario I thought, I thought of. You know when you're um, stationary at the traffic lights? Have you had that freak out moment, right? <laughs> you're at the traffic lights and all of a sudden you, your car starts rolling forward and you put the brakes on but you're still rolling forward and you realise actually it's not you who's rolling forward. It's, 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 no, you're rolling backwards, sorry. Oh, oh no, how am I going backwards? And it's actually the other car has started to move forwards next to you. And you think it's you and you're like, why are my brakes working? I'm not stopping from... Has anyone else had that experience? Well, it's just, okay, a couple of people, excellent. It's kind of like, it's, it's a real, it's, it's, you think it's you, but it's not you. It's actually a spirit. See, 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7 says this. It says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. God didn't give it to you, a spirit of fear and timidity. But he has given a spirit of power and love and self-discipline or a sound mind. It didn't come from God. See, some people give into the lie that fear is just a part of my personality. I'm just a shy person. I'm an anxious person. I'm a shy person. I'm a timid person. I think that there are introverts and extroverts. But I think an introvert isn't shy or fearful. Just it's a personality that's more considered or not quite as extrovert. But you can, you can have an introvert that's not introvert because they're afraid. Um, a more contemplative person. It's a great gift. We need all the different types of people around us. But can I tell you, God has not made you fearful. God hasn't made you anxious. It is actually not who you are. And so many of us have actually confused and thought that it is who you are. But actually what you need to do is recognize, hey, that is not who I am. It actually isn't a part of me. And, and you don't have to have fear be a part of your life. Somewhere the devil's told you, yeah, it is you. So you've got to be stuck with it for the rest of your life. You don't have to be tonight. You've heard it first. Come on. And so we want to be free. Number, number two to recognize is not only is it a spirit, but it's actually, it's actually a sin. It's actually a, a sin. We're getting a bit heavier now, aren't we? It's, it's a sin. Do you know why? Because it's the opposite to trusting God. And God said, don't have any other gods apart from me. Hey, come on. And, and so we, we bow down to fear. We're giving fear authority. We're obeying sin and fear over, over God. In fact, the command to not be fearful, do not fear, actually outnumbers a whole lot of other commands that God gives us in the Bible. Things around stealing and lying and drugs or sex. Everyone say sex. We're in church, okay? Hey, do you know what? God designed sex. How good is that? God designed sex. Why should Hollywood and the world get to have, have it? Hey, God made it and it works best in the way that God designed it. You know, I'm just having a little bit of a side bunny trail here right now, okay? Who's, who's got a house fire, a wood fire at home? A wood fire at home? 
a couple of people. Excellent. Say, so a wood fire is a great blessing, isn't it? It is nice. It is beautiful. It is warm. When it's contained in the fireplace. But if you get those coals and go out and put them on your bed and just spread them out all over the house and you're fanning your flame, it can be really dangerous. Your house can burn down. There's a right place for fire that benefits you and then there's a wrong place for fire where it damages you. Sex is a gift given to us to be enjoyed by God and that beautiful fireplace for it to be enjoyed is within marriage. Within marriage, that is the way God's designed it. It is the best. I'm so grateful for the gift of sex in my life. And the married people in this place said, amen, amen. All right, thank you, God. That's just a bit of a side bunny trail for you. That's just for free. All right. So back to, you're all distracted now. All right. Back to, back to see, it's the number one command. Even more than that command, you know, do it, do it God's way. Do not be afraid because God does not want fear to stop us in our life. It's not a suggestion. It is actually a command. And so Romans chapter 6, verse 16, it says this. Don't you realize that you become a slave to whatever you obey, right? You become a slave to whatever you obey. So if you are bowing down to fear and you're bowing down to people's opinions and you're changing and contorting yourself, you're actually not free. You are living as a slave to other people's opinions. You live as, we don't want to be slaves. We're not really slaves to people's endless opinions, how draining, how exhausting, how opposite to liberating is that, but God wants you to liberate. So number one, we need to recognize. Number two, we need to repent. We need to repent from it. Another way of saying it might be change your mind about fear, renounce it, just stop it, just decide, just decide it's the spirit, it isn't me. Number two, it's actually not the best thing for me. Um, it, it, it is wrong, so I'm just going to stop it. Stop it, just stop it, stop it. <laughs> just don't do it anymore. It, it's actually, it, it, it's, it's, it's not okay for you. It's not okay for you to embrace this as a part of your life. Come on. And then finally what we need to do is we need to replace fear. And there's a couple of things that we need to replace fear with. And there's, there's lots of things, but three key things I'm going to focus on tonight is number one, we need to replace fear with trust. So going back to that Proverbs verse, it says, The fear of man is a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. We need to replace fear with trust. There's no other person on the planet that you can trust more or is more trustworthy than God. You can put all your eggs in that basket. You can put all those chips on the table. You can anchor yourself on that one move. Trust in God and He will keep you safe. You know what? There's people that build trust in their lives, which is great. But to a certain degree, we're all going to let each other down in some ways. Or another. The closer you get to people, just the more you realize how flawed they slash we all really are. And there's only one person we can fully, absolutely trust who will never fail, and that is God. We can trust Him. I think about trusting God a little bit like when I was abseiling in outdoor ed in year 10. Um, I loved it. We went to, we were in Albany, and you know, has anyone been down to the gap in Albany? These huge, big, steep, rocky cliffs. And so we were taken around the area to do abseiling. And I remember there's an anchor at the top and then there's the ropes and you start to prussic, you know, know, jumping off the cliff like this and you start with small little timid jumps, but then you're doing big, huge jumps off. It's awesome, good fun. And then when you get really risky, you actually run forward down the cliff. Has anyone ever done that? All right, cool. There's a, And so I would had fun. And the reason why I was able to do that is because I knew 
that I was safe and I was anchored in the rock. I was anchored. I was safe. I was good. I could trust in the anchor and in the rope and in my outdoor te- ed teacher, but mainly the anchor. Um, and <laughs> thank God he knew what he's doing. But when, when, you are, when you trust in God, you are anchored into God who is immovable. He's a trustworthy anchor and a rock. And the great thing is, when you, when you trust in God, you can take more risks. You can try things because you're like, if I fail, I'm on the end of the road. I'm all good. I'm, a, I'm safe. We're free to fail. As Christians who know God, we're actually free to fail because our identity and our safety and our, and our worth isn't based on our performance or our achievements. We can give things a crack and fail. Oh, well, all good. It doesn't change the fact that I'm anchored in the love of God for my life. We should be the greatest risk takers on earth. We should attempt to do the greatest things in the world. It's not being popular that makes you safe. It's not people that makes you safe. It's not even the police that makes you safe. Politicians or prime ministers or other words that start with P. It's the promises of God that make you safe. Come on. There it is. I love this scripture, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5 to 6. This is God's voice speaking to you. I love, this is one of my favorite parts of the Bible. It says, this is the words of God. I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. Um, just to get real, I love my dad. I forgive him, my dad. He's good, not perfect, but he left our family when I was 15 years old and, and all kinds of messy sort of stuff. And essentially, our family was, I was abandoned by him. And it deeply hurt me and wounded me. But... Although I was unstable and the ground underneath me crumbled, what I did is I landed on a solid rock and God has never left me. I'm safe. I'm secure. In my early 20s, I looked for strength from other people to make me feel good and girls and this and that and to try and make, and like I said, this, this was how I felt about myself according to how they felt towards me. But with God, it is always up here because he always loves me. He always takes care of me. He is the anchor. God says, I'll never fail you. I'll never abandon you. So we can say with confidence. Everyone say confidence. Confidence. You can have confidence tonight. Do you know the world wants to tell you to be confident because you're so amazing? Well, what if you're not? (laughs) You can do anything you like. Oh, okay. Um, I I, I don't think I actually can. Um, No, you can. You're amazing. Just be confident. It's like, what, based on what? Like, I know myself, trust me. You know what? Your confidence doesn't have to be in how great you are at something. And just, be, you don't need to find this elusive, like, confidence. Just believe in yourself. I'm like, I've tried and I found out that I'm, I'm found wanting. I'm like, just believe in yourself. Like, that's something pretty small to believe in. You know what? I want my confidence to be based on something a little bit more solid than who I know I really am. You can be confident tonight because your confidence is based on God. I'm based on His love for you. He's so good. So we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper, so I will have no fear. Everyone say, I will have no fear. I will have not some and acceptable small little amounts, but I will have no fear at all. And then I love this little conclusion bit. It's slightly like arrogant, but not just based on a little bit of like a bit of attitudinal confidence in God. So what can mere people do to me? In another translation, it says, what can mere mortals do to me? Think of the Avengers, mere mortals. What can mere mortals do to me? What can you do to me, really, apart from kill me? You know, it's the worst that can happen. I'll be with God anyway, so we're all good. 
So my security is not found in how many people like me, follow me on social media, or how much a friend or a girlfriend or a boyfriend, a husband or wife might like me, how much my principal, my teacher, my parent, my boss, how much savings I've got, how the economy is going, how many houses I own, what job I'm in, what titles I've got, my security. All these things can change and they can fail. My confidence comes from being planted in God who will never, ever, ever fail me. And so for me, when I began to replace my fear with a trust in God, my confidence started to come. Because the reason I was so insecure, because I was either basing my insecurity on what people thought of me, or how great I thought I was, or how great I thought I could prove myself to be in the lives of other people, which went up and down like this, depending on my performance. And so, but the more I trusted in God, the more secure and confident I became. And actually then, I don't know, the goodness in God allowed me to be better than I was, if you kind of get what I mean. And so... I decided to be more concerned about what God thinks of me than what other people think about me. Um, and can I just say as well, um, so we want to replace confidence with trust, but can I just, as a little side tip again, just encourage you about just exposure therapy as well. Just, just, just do yourself a bit of kindness in a really practical way. Just give yourself exposure therapy with fear. Like this scenario right here, right now, well done for being here tonight. I know that some of you are like, yeah, you know, you barely made it through the door because you're, you know, I'd speak to some people that have been parked out in the car park for like half an hour and sometimes drive away and don't come, but some make it through the door. And it's always a little bit scary, especially the first time. I reckon, um, give it up for Veronica, for V, front row, first night. Come on. Awesome. Right in there. Um, just, just, you know, we've got a saying at church, choose to stay, don't run away. Choose to, everyone say, choose to stay, don't run away. What do I mean by that? I mean, when you come to church, don't make a beeline for the door the second the church is like, I'm out of here. Actually, just restraint, exposure therapy, go, okay, I'm going to talk to two or three more people and then run away as fast as you like, as fast as your little legs can carry you, like, you know, um, what's it called? What's that show? Flintstone style. Um, then you can go. But just, just in a really practical way, just give yourself time just to grow and then you'll be connected, and the more connected you are, you feel a bit confident, etc. That's just a little practical tip right there. So replace fear with trust. Second thing we can replace fear with is fear. Ooh, what does that mean? Replace fear with fear. Okay. So get this. This is a pretty heavy, right? Okay, get, just get your radar ready. This is a bit heavy. Ready, so, ready for some heavy? These are the words of Jesus. Get ready for this, but this will help you. Jesus said this, do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Don't fear people. No man can kill your soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. That's, that's a bit heavy. God's like, hey, if you want someone to fear, fear God. Not in the fear like, ah, I'm so fearful and ashamed. But when you stand, when you go to the gap and you stand on the edge of the gap, there's this fear that comes over you like, whoa. You don't run away, but you're standing there just knowing, like, it's like there's this fear, it's a healthy fear, a reverential fear, that you're standing in awe and it's incredible and amazing, but yet you kind of know how small you are. So God's talking about that fear. And Mark. My kids have a healthy fear of me. <laughs> Come here, yeah. No, not like that. <laughs> but but that but that they have a in a way that benefits them, 
they have a healthy kind of fear of me. They know that within these boundaries, they have a lot of freedom and lots of love, but they definitely know that if they step outside this boundary, there will be hell to pay. I mean, no, but they just, they just know there is a boundary and we love them and there's safety and security with them in that. And so if we want to fear something, face fear only one, one person, fear God. Get this, I love, I love this quote. He who fears God need not fear any man. It's like, I'm not scared of you. I'm already feared. I fear someone way bigger than you. It's like, good luck. Good try on your little opinions compared to God's big opinion. You've got a puny opinion to throw at me. Fantastic. Get this. He who kneels before God or she who kneels before God can stand before any man. So my question to you tonight is, who would you rather fear more, mere mortals or the eternal living Almighty, holy, everlasting, loving God, the creator of the universe, the heavens and the earth, our Lord Jesus who died and then rose again, defeating the power of death and Satan. He is worthy of our love and of our fear. So get your fear on, but get your fear in God and you need not fear any man. Come on. And then finally, we want to replace fear with another spirit. There's one spirit that does not belong which is a spirit of fear, but there's another spirit that we need to replace it with. And so reading from Romans chapter 8, verse 15, I think this is so, this is so um, appropriate on Father's Day um, for, for all of us as we um, want to honour the fathers here, but we want to honour our incredible Father, God the Father. It says this, So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves, right? This is just reinforcing the point. You haven't received that. I haven't given you that spirit. It's not from me. Just want to let you know. But he said, instead, you have received a spirit. You have received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. And now we call him Abba, Father. What does Abba mean? Abba is a band. (laughs) But Abba is an Aramaic word that the best translation that we can have is Daddy. Daddy. We can call God Daddy. To the, to the Jews around this time, in, in, in this time when this, this letter was written to the church, this was like offensive to the Jews. Without, they only called God, God Yahweh or these words. In fact, they, they, would, they would not even say God's proper name. They'd have a replacement name because God was so holy they couldn't even call Him His proper name, which was appropriate. But when Jesus came, He changed it all. He says, you no longer know God just as like God. But Jesus introduced God as Father. And not only Father in terms of an, an official sort of removed, you know, how, you know, I don't know if you call your own dad Father. Hello, Father. Maybe from England or something. Hello, Father. Or Dad is a bit more affectionate. Hey, Dad. But like, Daddy? That's slightly weird. I feel slightly weird. But, but when, our, when our kids, especially when they're younger, they're like, Daddy just breaks my heart. Oh. And this is what God is saying. He's saying, you've got a different spirit where you are safe to come to run into the arms of God as, and it sounds weird to say, your daddy. <laughs> it's slightly weird when you start to pray to, da- to God, like, Papa Daddy. <laughs> I mean, go for it if you like. It's all good. If you're a YWAM, you know what that's about. Um <laughs> Replace with a different spirit. 
Um, so you've not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you've received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. You know, as I was in worship tonight, uh, um, I felt like God reminded me of a moment. I feel like this is relevant to a lot of people here. I remember in my early 20s, I was asked in a, another ser- a scenario like this to, um, to, to prayerfully meditate. And God was going to show us a, pic- a picture of how he sees us. And for me, and, and then we're asked to draw that picture. It was in Huawei. Um, and we're asked to, to draw that picture. And, but the picture that I had was so touching. And, and what I saw is me, because I used to love when I was younger, riding on the shoulders of my dad. And everything happened, right? And then I saw a picture of me sitting on the shoulders of God, of my father, of my dad. And there was this, there was this view and I draw of like this expanse, like mountains in the distance and a path that was unfolding and looping around. It's like an, an unknown journey ahead. But as I was sitting and resting on his strong shoulders, there's such safety, there's such confidence, but, but it was like expectation. Like there's an adventure to be had with God and God was going to lead us through it. He's going to come on, he's going to do it. And this is what God's invitation for you tonight is. Will you come and stand on God's shoulders, sit on God's shoulders. You know, the verse that Jason shared earlier, so good in communion, is excellent. For God so loved the world that He sent His only Son down. So whoever believed in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. Um, and God didn't send Jesus to tell the world off with a big wooden spoon, but He came to save it, to lift it up. So the picture I had tonight was what Jesus did is God's shoulders are way too high to, to climb onto. Way too high. It's impossible for us to earn our way to God. But look, I've been pretty good lately. God's like, <laughs> good try. We cannot climb. Religion is man's attempt to find God. And there's all kinds of religions in the world where you've got to do good enough to reach whatever God is. But actually God, the Father, sent His Son Jesus down to meet us in the middle of our mess and He lifts us up, did what we could never do in ourselves and He places us on His shoulder. And through Jesus, we are adopted into His family and we can come home to Him. He's my dad. My identity comes in Him. And finally, this is the last scripture, 1 John 4, 18. It says this, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out all fear. God's perfect love wants to just cast out fear from this place tonight. We're going to replace the spirit of fear with another spirit. And so what we're going to do in just these next few moments, in a moment, I'm just going to get us to stand and I'm just going to lead us through some of these things. We're just going to spend just a moment to allow God to, just to make some decisions in your heart. See, it's one thing to hear what I'm talking about and go, yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, the car story <laughs> or whatever it is, um, and then go home. But actually God is here and right now the power of God's here. And he actually, he, He's actually going to deliver some of you from fear, from a spirit of fear in this place. And so why don't we all stand up tonight together. Um, and before before we do that, can I just encourage us? Can I just encourage us? God is actually calling you to be fearless, to give things a go. There's, there's certain things that you have wanted to do, but fear has stopped you. And God tonight is letting you free. Maybe for some of you, it's actually to start what we call dinner parties, um, to start what other churches might call a connect group. Um, for some of you, it's in your workplace. There's certain things maybe at work, maybe a promotion to go for or a boss to talk to or someone to talk to or a vocational direction that got, or a person to, um, to reach out to or maybe someone to invite to church or to pray with them in person, to lay hands on. 
come on. I, I would love to. I want to hear some serious risk-taking going on from this moment. Come on. We, 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 want, to, we, want, to be dom- we want to dominate with the love of God, hey? And I, I just think that why not? Why not us? Why not us? Why don't you say, why not me? Why not me? Come on. Why not me? So whenever you all close our eyes tonight, thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. I'm just going to pray through this. Maybe tonight, right now, you've just, it's just step one to recognize. Just to recognize. I've let fear control my life. Why don't you just pause and allow the Holy Spirit is gently, not to condemn, but His motive is to set you free. So why don't you just right now pause and recognize, I've let fear control my life. Relationships, opportunities, how I see myself, fear of the future, fear of getting it wrong, fear of belonging, my self-worth. We recognize that is fear. And what we do is we recognize it's not me. It's not me. One, it's sin and it's not me. And so right now what I want to do is just lead us through prayer. Why don't you pray under your breath? I... I renounce fear. I turn from fear. Fear is not me. It is not a part of my personality. It is a spirit. And I renounce the spirit of fear. I renounce the spirit of anxiety. I renounce the spirit of fear. I renounce the fear of man. And now, God, tonight, I trust in you. Why don't you pray under your breath, God, I trust in you. I trust in you. Maybe, maybe a picture might help you. Why don't you picture yourself? Like, it's like you're, you're pulling up all the, the, the ropes and, and the anchors that have been anchored in people and social media and whoever they are. Who are they anyway? Why don't you just right now, even, even in your spirit, in your mind, take back those anchors and other areas and other things and finance and people and securities in your life. Draw those anchors up like in a boat. You're drawing it up and now you're combining them all. You've got one anchor now. And why don't you right now choose, God, I trust in you. I trust in you. I anchor myself in you. I put my confidence in you. Tonight, I make a decision to trust in you. Why don't you say, I trust in you. My confidence is in you. And why don't you right now just say, I receive your spirit. I receive your love. I receive your spirit of adoption. And so I'm going to pray for you right now. I want you to just lift your hands as like an outward sign of your surrender. It's like you're saying, come, come to me. Lift your hands to him. So right now in the name of Jesus, I simply cast out every spirit of fear. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I break every authority, every spirit of anxiety, every spirit of fear, every spirit of worry, every spirit of the fear of man, any generational spirits of fear. In the name of Jesus, I declare it broken in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, God, that right now you cast out and you replace it with love because perfect love casts out fear. And so right now, receive the love of God. Receive the love of the Father right now. He's filling you with the love of Father. He's pushing out every spirit of fear. And so I thank you, God, that you feel every person in this place, every person watching or joining online right now, 
Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are pouring out your love. You're inviting, Lord God, you're inviting your love to come, Lord, and cast out every spirit of fear. And I thank you right now for a boldness that is rising up right now. Just sense it in the Spirit. Sense the boldness rising up within you. There's a courage that you're discovering that isn't based on you. It is based on the Spirit of God rising up within you. And God, we choose to fear you. Why don't you just make that decision in your heart? God, I fear you. I worship you. We stand in awe of you, God. We worship you. We honour you tonight. Thank you, Lord. Hey, I think we'd just, it'd be worth us just taking a moment just to worship God, just for a few moments. Thank you for listening to the Oceans Church podcast. For more information, visit oceans.church.